Hey friends, welcome back to Life in Commune. Before we jump into today's episode, if you are brand new to Commune or Commune Online, we want to offer you a special discount to join the online studio as a monthly member. Right now, if you use the code MOBILITYMATTERS, you can get your first six months at only $20 a month, which truly is less than a drop-in at any of your favorite studios and maybe the cost of one and a half matchas. So if you're interested in practicing with us online, you can use the code MOBILITYMATTERS and you get your first six months for only $20. Be a part of the crew, follow along, and we'll see you on the mat. Kick us off, kid. Welcome back to Life in Commune. It's been a while. I feel like that's a slight understatement, you know? Like, Maybe the understatement of the century, but we are so happy to be here, and we're really happy that you all are back listening. It's kind of like that that show, that television show, that movie that you really liked, and you know, it didn't really have a conclusive ending, and then it just like went away for a while <laughs> for no apparent reason. I don't know, like if you watch Attack on Titan, it kind of feels similar to that. You've like, been on this journey with Attack on Titan what? and with us at Commune. For a long time. For a long time. Uh, but here we are. We're ready. We're back. We're going to be, we have a consistent schedule of all the things that are coming up. Um, but if you are, if you are new to the experience, welcome. Uh, I am Patrick Beach. I am a yoga instructor, a movement instructor, um, a co-owner with Carling in Commune Yoga, both the studio and of course Commune Online. And we also run Awakening Yoga Academy. We do a lot of things. We do a lot of things, and you are. I'm Carling Harps, and same, same, uh, co-founder, co-owner of Commune Online, in person here in Seattle, and then Awakening Yoga Academy, and I've been teaching for, oh God, and this makes me feel so old, now that I would say this out loud. <laughs> You're still young, kid. But uh, in the practice for about 15 years, teaching for 10? Years. You're in the you're in the thirteens at least. In the thirteens, yeah. um, and yeah, this is the thing. Just like Patrick said, yoga, movement, mobility. Um, I would say we're both big dabblers, and then one hundred percent like dabblers, dilettantes, and then once we get stoked about something, we are stoked. We, we ride the wave. <laughs> we are in, and so we are both like, what's the hyper focus? What are we excited about? And I think for those of you who have been hanging out with us at Commune for a long time, you know that. You might be similar. <laughs> um, and that is why I think we're really, really excited to be back and sharing with you all the cool new things that are happening over on Commune Online, the online studio, and this um, really exciting programming that we have on the docket for y'all. Yeah, so... Uh if you have never tried out Commune Online before, you have no idea what it is. It is our online studio experience um, where we release fresh classes every single week. We have a library of over a thousand classes and a number of different teachers that are also part of the platform with us. Uh, starting this March, we are going to officially be programming the classes that come out. So there'll be a connection between all of them, which is going to be a very fun experience um, because each class will kind of build and lead into the next in one way or another. And you'll have this um, beautiful monthly theme that ties everything together and it allows you to um, be very immersed in the experience but then it also allows you to step away from it a few months later and then go back into it if you really liked what you found in that space without having to dig through our library um, which at this point is quite extensive it's over a thousand classes big and that's you know if, if you're in the search functionality it can become a, a bit of a Netflix doom scroll in some ways and so we really want to you know give you an experience that really holds you in the space that you're in allows you to dive into it and be immersed and 
uh, grow in the ways that the content is offered. Yeah, so in a little refresh for what our visions have always been for Commune and Commune Online specifically is that this like never-ending doom scroll that just exists all around us, whether it's on Instagram or TikTok or YouTube or Netflix or HBO or a Peacock or whatever million streaming platforms you have, whatever apps, I think that with that, we get in this place where we like associate the scroll with the activity. Yeah, We're like, 100%. I'm on, I'm in the app, I'm looking at my TV, therefore I'm doing the thing. And it's like, dude, you're not. And so <laughs> I think our goal has always been to try to alleviate that and try to create more spaces where it's like, there's more of that impulse in a good way where you're like, I'm, I'm going to go here. I want to do this. I'm excited about it. I'm going to go for it without the never ending scroll. Although some of it is for sure inevitable. So in that mode, like the iterations of Commune Online have always been designed to offer you something new, to like put it in front of you and say, this might stoke your curiosity, go for it. Follow that impulse. Don't, you know, make it so precious that you can't like make a decision that maybe you just need to move today. Maybe you just need to get on your mat and get started. And I think that is an invaluable skill to be able to just take action. And now we want to couple that with this world of intentional programming. Because we can't program for every single one of you individually yeah. as much as we would love to. But what we can do is create something that we know really is tailored to the members of Commune. Because we know y'all, and we know what you like, and we know how you move, and we have a good sense of what like, really starts to build up into a well-rounded practice. And that is why this first month, we're gonna start with a deep dive into mobility. Mobility is such a big topic, and we're going to move through it, obviously, over the course of the month, and it still will be the tip of the iceberg in many ways, but it's also going to be an opportunity for exposure and an opportunity with these weekly check-ins to kind of understand the purpose behind the practice in so many ways on a physical level. Because once you begin to have that understanding and that knowledge of where you're placing your effort, it really opens up the doors to not only the deeper layers of you that you're putting forth into the practices, but it gives you this opportunity to work through yourself in a more diligent and intelligent way, which I think is really fun because it, the yoga practice can be so many things and you are also moving through so many different lines of the body, lines of energy, lines of yourself, and yet you're always still working through yourself because again, you are the practice, which is such a beautiful thing. Um, but why do we choose mobility first, Carly? Well, okay, I wanna be transparent about this. Yeah. That, that Mobility one is a passion for me. It is. it is something that I love, that I've spent a lot of time and I work very diligently at both for myself and for my students yeah. and my clients. But I think with mobility, what attracted both of us to this as our first jump into programming is that, like you said, in the world of yoga, it's so big. Like capital Y yoga is such a huge, vast experience. And while that's- Even if you're just thinking of it in terms of asana. Oh my gosh, yes. even, even if you just- and you shouldn't, but even if you just stripped away the rest and yeah. just looked at Asana, which is not us saying do that, yeah. but it's huge. Mm -hmm. And it's like we say this often, it's like saying that you uh, play sport. Yeah. Uh, like, okay, cool, man. What kind of sports? Yeah. Because tennis is really different than softball, is mm -hmm. really different than synchronized swimming, is really different than the bobsled team, okay? So it's just not enough information, and you could love all those things, and you could want to do a little bit of everything. Mobility, certainly we're still addressing many different parts of the body and tissues and whether it's brain, whether it's like neurology or biology, 
But what I think is really um, empowering and getting into this mindset of like focused driven efforts month over month about mobility is that we can actually look at it and say, yeah, you should do this. This is important. I'd like you to focus in on that. And in yoga, we have spent so long, and I think this is not me saying that I don't wish we have always spent this way, but we've always kind of let it be a choose your own adventure like Goosebumps book. Was Goosebumps really choose your own adventure? Yeah, wasn't it turned to page like you're at the haunted carnival? I remember choose your own adventure. Listen, I'm calling you out in an undirect way. I don't know if you can really reference this. I just don't know if Goosebumps was that. Look, I'm going to say this with pretty good confidence. I am a fairly top-tier expert on 90s and 2000s pop culture. This is fact. And I absolutely know that if uh, someone can challenge me and win, but you cannot challenge me and win <laughs> on this topic. And I think we both know that. <laughs> if anyone's going to me. I do think that there is Choose Your Own Adventure, Goosebumps. Um, I remember a haunted carnival, and it's like you can choose what ride, go to page 65, this, that, and the other, and you have different endings. I think it was called Choose Your Own Adventure. Sure. Let's yeah. let's ride with it. Goosebumps. I think there's about 4,000 Goosebumps books. Uh, and there's got to be a host of Choose Your Own Adventure in there. Listen. So we've always approached the yoga practice like that. And that it Very is much so. And follow your, your inspiration. Lead the way. Mm-hmm. With this, I feel a lot more comfortable telling you all, this is what we're doing. Yeah, exactly. This is what we're doing. And that is a place that I think... It's both freedom and structure. And this mobility place is allowing us to start from a place of a little bit more structure. And every month is going to vary. So the topics each month will be different. And sometimes they're going to be more open-ended. Sometimes they're going to be a lot more choose-your-own-adventure or an overall theme. And everything is going to be a different expression of that theme. And then sometimes they're going to be pretty structured. And it's like, this is what we're doing this month. Follow the program. It's going to be fruitful. Stick with it. Trust the process. And with... What's a way to say it, I think, that, that makes it really clean? When you're trusting the process, you're giving yourself the opportunity to create some limitation in your scope. Um, with the way that we teach uh, in terms of teacher trainings, and in terms of general public classes, and really in terms of almost everything we release on the platform, the open en- open-ended nature of the journey gives you such a broad scope that it can be really challenging to feel some of these shifts because you're just like, oh, I'm here. Cool. Oh, I'm here. You're cool. pinging all the yeah, time. <laughs> yeah, you can be pinging in all these different directions. And for this month of March, we're going to sit in this pocket of mobility and really focus on creating an understanding as to what that is, to how it applies to your practice and to the areas of the body where you may need to pay more attention to. Um, One of the things that is wonderful and wonderfully challenging about the yoga practice is that you're always working with or working through yourself. And so with that, you'll always kind of have the same problems, right? You'll always kind of have the same, or you'll always kind of be seeking the same solutions or have these particular physical areas of the body that you have to pay attention to, these physical, uh, these specific mental areas parts of your your framework that you have to tune into, right? These specific spiritual parts of yourself that you have to become aware of, right? Because you are your own experience. And so with that, it starts at this base level of mobility in so many ways because it's physical and the aesthetic always comes first. And the aesthetic comes first because it's what you can see and it's what you can physically feel. And when we get into the details of like, how your external rotation relates to warrior two or how your hip extension relates to your Ordva Like those details really matter 
and they're physical, they change the aesthetic of your pose, they change the physical feeling of the pose, and it gives you an awareness as to the difference between what you think you're doing and what you're actually doing. I like what you said about this like aesthetics come first thing because that at first might seem antithetical to what yeah. we've said forever, which is like eh, aesthetics. Yeah. Eh. yeah. But what what I take from that is this idea of aesthetics come first, not because aesthetics matter the most, no, it's just not first. because they're at the top of the hierarchy, mm. but because they're that outer gross layer, exactly. the first layer of the body that we can really deal with. And for most people, it's the first entry point because it is that tangible, right? Mm -hmm. Like whether that's societal conditioning or whether that's necessary or whatever, it's just largely the truth, at least in our communities, right? Yeah. That that's what people can relate to first and or they've spent most of their life trying to purposely not relate to. So it's kind of but, that in your face layer that I think sure. needs to be dealt with to some degree to open up the rest. And the nice thing about just the thought of aesthetics coming first, remove yourself from the equation and just think about like things you enjoy. And it usually starts with things you enjoy visually, mm. right? That doesn't have to relate to any person, right? That doesn't have to relate to looking at yourself. That can relate to a view. That can relate to a room in your house. Your that favorite can, color. Your favorite <laughs> color. No, your favorite color. Uh, I just found out what yours was because Harvey was asking the other day, but yellow apparently. Yellow right? is my favorite color. Know. And if it wasn't before, I have now told our daughter Harvey that enough times that it, it is, is it now. Is. It is Whatever not, answer yeah. you give to a toddler, it's like they're, if they remember it, that's your answer now. Yeah, exactly. Yellow is my favorite color. <laughs> um, it's, it's, even think about like, um, like movies, you know, uh, people have been saying this for a bit, but like a vibe of a movie is more important than the plot mm -hmm. in terms of people, in terms of the general enjoyment of the movie, right? Think like, about Avatar. Or Star Wars. Or Star, but I mean, like these are. Andor is very good, though. Plot oh, yeah. phenomenal. Whole story phenomenal. But all beautiful. All beautiful too. But again, a lot of Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker. Uh, you know, like there's there's the scene in in that movie where um, Ray's standing, it's, you know, and Kylo's flying the Tie Fighter right oh. at her. So visually and she cool. She does the flip. flip. Oh, yeah. it's a big one. Okay. Or with the red sand when when Luke's coming out yeah. to fight that final scene yeah. and the red trails like visually. Uh, well, yes. plot terrible. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but this is this is exactly what I'm saying and what Carling yes. is backing with when we say aesthetics come first. Mm -hmm. It's not about like your you having a six pack, you being in the best physically looking shape of your life. It's just literally like, oh, I'm reaching my arm up and my hand only goes up this high. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's an aesthetic thing that I can see, and that recognize. I can experience. I can recognize, oh, for me to work on my handstand, I would probably need a little bit more overhead shoulder flexion in order to make that occur. And, and even the details behind like what yeah. it's called, truly, that's our job. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's our job. And are we going to always try to teach you and impart that learning on you? Yes, because yeah. I think you'll be empowered by it also. But the like first layer of that is like, okay, well, my arm only goes to here and I feel like it probably needs to go to here. Yeah. And that might be the thing that you glean from something like a mobility practice where it's like, wow, my arm used to be here. And then at the end of the work or when you put in that and follow the path and like access that bit of transformation, it becomes, well, shit, my arm used to only go to here. Yeah. Now my arm goes to here, right? Yeah. And that's that trusting the process and why programming is important in these aspects because we're not just dealing in these esoterics where we're saying like, hey man, it's gonna take a lifetime and it's different for everyone and we'll glean something different. 
When we can be in the more physical, I think it's actually very powerful to be okay being in the physical and finding purpose, finding ritual, finding like habits and this um, self-exploration that is tangible because so much of life and other things are not. Completely. And it's okay to feel purposeful in these ways and let that translate and trickle out other times. But like, you can live in your body. You have to. It's your only home. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well make it nice. And I mean, nice, like nice on the inside, but allows you to do what you want on the outside. This is why in this mobility category, sometimes we'll talk about how the term mobility or functional movement is really tough in the same way yoga is tough because, you know, mobility for what? Functional movement for what? Well, we need to define function. And function is like everything. Function is predicated on like, function for what? Yes. And so for the goals this month and the process and the programming, we really want to explore mobility from a place that is a fairly accessible entry, especially knowing so many of you come from a yoga background. So there will be mixes of yoga flow with some sneaky mobility. There will be some very approachable mobility, full body, like let's do something that's just going to, in this moment, make you feel better and move better. And that's gonna be empowering because if you feel better, you will move better. And if you move better, you will feel better. And then there's also gonna be some more nitty gritty stuff that as you dive into it, I hope stokes some more curiosity to then flick back over to the big mobility bucket that we have on Commune Online. And maybe that becomes like beyond this month, a regular discipline for you because you realize, oh, this is actually affecting me. Exactly, like th that, those first steps into this journey can feel a little bit limited at first mm -hmm. because it's so direct in many of its approaches. Um, and yet it's, it really opens up the doors to enhance your practice, to um, shrink the difference between your passive range of motion, your active range of motion. Mm -hmm. This is such a big part of why we chose to focus here first because although on Commune we do have a very physically athletic or functional approach to the way we teach and share asana, um, there's still in the yoga practice a lot of passive range of motion that you're constantly exploring, um, which can greatly benefit your body, of course, and really open up the doors for a lot of mobility. But we want to try to make that space capable. We want to try to be as capable in as many positions as possible. And capable means that you can do different things from those spaces. You know, you could stand up from the floor. You can uh, do a deep twist and then arm balance from there. You know, you can transition in and out of pretty much any shape with some level of plan. You know, like there, there's a way for you to do that. There's a clarity to the direction at which you're moving in. Um, and that opens up the door. So as Carling said, just to be super clear on this, there will still be vinyasa classes. Mm -hmm. There will still be handstand classes. Um, there'll still be like good stretch dog classes. And of course, there'll be mobility specific classes where we're really focusing and honing in on one or two of these specific directions to help you create a deeper understanding as to, as to how your body lives and exists in that position currently. In this next month and in this focused programming uh, ecosystem of coming online, class releases are gonna happen four times a week. So you're gonna get new classes on Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. 
And as we move through that, like Patrick said, it'll still be a variance of classes. Each of those classes is going to have a very specific purpose within the full month of programming. You're going to have a tracker so you can go through and manage your schedule and your planning and the practices that you've done. And then, of course, there is still the full library of everything that you know and love that is always an option for you as well, right? I want that to be really clear that if you're like, well, mobility is maybe not my favorite, that's okay. It's not like we're going to be sitting here doing um, one day shoulder cars, yeah. next day ankle cars. We're not mm -hmm. going to be in it that way. We want this to be this, this ecosystem where this becomes a a place where we start to put function into our form. And we're gonna do that in many different ways. And that means that we also would like you to be on track to approach this from a place where like, okay, four days of mobility-based practices a, um, a week is a good amount in your body. Yeah. And the rest of the time is everything else that lights you up mm -hmm. and that is part of your life. Because at the end of the day, mobility should be a life enhancement style 100%. practice. It should be something that makes everything else you do and that you love better easier have more longevity and resiliency for me the goal is never to do mobility to just get better at doing mobility i want mobility to be like yeah but what's the point the point is different for everyone and so that's kind of our goal is to give it an entry into mobility that crosses over into the things that we know you already love like yoga and asana but also gives you space in your life to see how that impacts everything else that you do because i would probably put money on it that it will make the rest of your life easier when you have a stronger sense of agency and freedom of mobility within your body. Yeah, because it really just opens the door for just the way you naturally navigate life, mm -hmm. right? The way you're moving through the world. Like, how can we be better in those positions? Um, how can you get more natural hip extension when you walk, right? If you have better hip extension when you walk, better glute activation in that space, you are not going to have to lean your body forward in order to propel yourself forward. Instead, you could stand tall, you could look up, you could look around, and you're feeling supported, confident, and comfortable in those spaces. your breathing mechanics, your yeah. pelvic floor health, all those things. Like, it's all, I won't get too nerdy, but like, yeah. it's all so interconnected. And that form in, or the function into the form is really important for those changes that like might seem subtle, but they're so important from a longevity perspective and just like a quality health span of life perspective from the stuff that we don't even know that we're doing. Because, you know, if you're on your mat, even 90 minutes a day, seven days a week, that's still such a small proportion of your life. Exactly. You're spending more time walking, picking up your kids, sitting at your desk. All of those things need to be impacted by a purposeful practice. And that's the goal, so that you're more aware and you have more freedom of choice in your body in the other 23 hours of a day. That's our like biggest 50,000 foot view yeah. hope for this type of programming for you all, is that it impacts everything and becomes a, a larger addition to your life and your movement. Exactly. And while we're releasing those four classes a week, that gives you three choices on Wednesday, Saturdays, and Sundays mm -hmm. to either repeat one of the practices from the week or to grab any other class that you may want to explore, that you may want to dive into. Because, uh, again, you should still obviously follow your inspiration. Of course, that's a massive part of what we believe in. Um, we're just adding some structure to the other sides of it. So it'll hopefully give you a bit of a framework and a bit of a perspective to each of the other spaces that you find yourself exploring. And you can catch us on the podcast 
every week along mm-hmm. the way throughout the month as we dig into more of the details around the topics, as we pull in some teachers and chat with them about their methodology, about why the different months theme matters to them, why they crafted the classes the way they did. And our hope is too that we can have this be this open conversation as we go along the way so that as you roll through the months with the community and we're all going through these journeys together, it becomes this bigger relationship between like this impacted me in this way. Hmm, why? How? We can chat on the community board. We can dig into those bigger conversations that are so, so fruitful and important for maintaining that human connection in an online world. When we're all doing our own thing, as lovely as that is, we're all doing our own thing. And there's something really powerful about being like, yeah, we're in it together. And how was this practice for you? And why was that different? And why did it feel good? Or why was it challenging? And that provides this common ground that is so important in the community of commune. Exactly. When do you think for you, your mobility journey began? as in relation to your yoga journey, right? So as you're talking about you've been practicing yoga for 15 years, you've been doing really specific mobility work and studying it at a great detail for how long and what were kind of like some of the things that really helped click for you in that space? I think I've been dabbling in this world for probably six years or so, six, seven years. But where it really became the focus and where I think, like for most of us, it has to matter to you before it like oh, clicks. Sure. And you know what I mean? Like it's got to be course, like, uh, we're all so selfish at heart. Yeah. Like we're like, how does this impact my life? For me, it was after having Harvey. Yeah. After having a kid that there's just, you're so, it's such an out of body experience, like both literally and figuratively where you come out to the other side and you've birthed a child, but you've really birthed a whole new body, mm-hmm. a whole new archetype of a person, a whole new brain. And it, I felt very um, listless in my practice, not in like a disillusionment of yoga, but I felt out of control in my body. Like yeah. I, I had this urge for, which is also like the, probably the mother that you're like, I must control something. <laughs> Everything is wild. But I, I felt this, that my body became something tangible that I did have some control over, kind of when you're in the midst of like having a, a new child that you're like, well, I'm not in control anymore yeah. or anything like that. So for me, mobility became this way to like kind of take some agency back and put some strength and resiliency into these tissues that had done so much for me and this body that had been through a huge transformation that it really all of a sudden, I'd been doing things before, but I didn't care about it in a very specific way until I saw how it really helped me um, get my body back and not in a bounce back way because I freaking hate that but like it helped me feel reconnected feel like you feel like me again and it was like I'm never gonna be the same but I can feel like Oh, this is but that doesn't. It's, it's more like you're never going to be the same, but that doesn't mean it's going to be worse or it has yes. to be bad. Yes, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? yeah. And that's not a bad thing. I feel like I have more ownership and competency and like awareness of my body now than I ever have before in my entire life. And part of that is the journey of, of, of motherhood. And part of that is the discipline into the practice on the other end to like come back and say, okay, if this part of the practice is for me, Like, it's not bigger esoteric inner work, like universal things. It's literally, I'm going to be selfish and care about the functionality of my body so I can move better and exist better and be a better parent. It has impacted me in a really profound way. So that's the thing that for me made me like, oh, okay, this matters. That was the big thing. Yeah. Um, I think for me, it probably started when I had been playing with like 
exploratory, like floor-based movement for a while. So whether you want to consider that to be like soft acrobatics or some people call what I post on Instagram, like slow break dancing or locomotion. It's in a way. I feel like there's a little bit of uh, a dance to it too. Like modern dance. There's certainly some parallels to modern dance. (laughs) Poor poor modern dancing. Probably not a way you would have described yourself. (laughs) No, I was going to say poor modern dancing. That's why that was plugged into the system. Um, But just this... uh, uh, and, and it came to me because I felt so incredibly capable in my yoga practice and yet taking me and just changing the dynamic just slightly because there's such a similarity um, between the way I move off the mat and on the mat in terms of my practice. Uh, and really most of the things that I do on the floor, I can also do on my mat and keep it in that contained space I built to that point. Um, but it was it was same same but different, and I felt so uncapable mm. in that different space. And so I was like, well, why? You know, I was like, what this, is this? What is this? <laughs> like, what? Why is like A plus B here not equaling C? And I'd never really felt that before in a lot of ways. And so um, I began to study myself through this mobility journey, and I think it really um, has brought so much awareness into um, my own, you know perspective on my physical practice because you know your stuff you know like we all know our stuff we've all got stuff we all got (laughs) we all have stuff and we all know our stuff and sometimes we want to pretend that our stuff's not our stuff but like in the back of your mind in your heart of hearts you know your stuff is your stuff and so there's certain areas of your body or of your mind or spirit that you like have to coddle a little bit more that you have to spend a little bit more time with right and um, for me, that is very much my hips and my low back um, because those two uh, areas of the body, obviously, they're right next to each other. And they're also very connected in terms of a physical process, especially in yoga practice, because, again, when your hip stops moving in flexion, your uh, spine starts doing the job. It's picking up the slack. It's, it's, it's doing the thing. <laughs> and, um, and so for some of the things that I was practicing for such a long time and obviously still do practice, I was accomplishing the mission, if you will, but I wasn't really considering as much as to the how I was accomplishing the mission. And this is, this is you know, dating my practice back, or this is probably like 10 years ago or so, just to give you some perspective, right? And so over the course of time, I began to study and try to understand, well, why is that? You know, why, why does this problem keep resurfacing for me? Um, why... Why do I struggle in this space? What, and, and so trying to answer those questions has really opened me up to um, a different scope and lens on the practice, which is something that I've you know been sharing with people for such a long time because uh, it, it can be very empowering to have a real understanding, um, even subconsciously, as to what allows you to have a, something be available for yourself. Mm-hmm. There is something wildly empowering about the agency... Um to do what you want to do with your body. Mm-hmm. Like, as a person, as a woman, as anything, like, no. there's something very empowering about being like, I think I want to try that. Mm-hmm. And being like, oh, shit, it worked. Yeah. Like, or, oh, okay, I have, like, okay, even if I'm 10% and like, this is an option for mm-hmm. me. And there will be a million times when you're like, maybe I could do that. And you have that, uh, like, what is it, that, like, falsehood of, of accomplishment where you're like, I bet I could do that TikTok dance. And, like, five seconds in, you're like, wow, doesn't look the same when I do it. Um, so, th- but there is something about being like, 
I want to try that and like I can get up and I can do it. I want to enter in this. I am getting enough into it that now I can be curious instead of just dejected. And I think that that is one of those things that can open up a world of movement to you, whether it's mobility or asana or anything you do, that if the barrier to entry is so high, like you can't even start the journey of movement, then you're not going to do it because it becomes this like defeatist moment. But if we can even get ourselves like a toe into the pond of it, then all of a sudden the potentiality of it is like really, really powerful in our lives. And so for me with, and for both of us with this world of mobility is like, I think there is that similar connection where I'm like, wow, I don't know what's happening in this body anymore. And you're entering into something and you're like, why the hell can't I do this? Yeah. <laughs> like that is a really, uh, you know, a powerful reaction to something where you're like, I kind of, I got to figure this out a little bit. Yeah. I want to, I want to get that. And that is where I think there is a deferral big time from the practice of yoga where we're constantly saying no grasping, right? Non-clinging. And like, I don't need to do it. If it doesn't, if it's not for me, it's not for me kind of thing, right? Yeah. In a very layman's turn. And it's different in this world. And I, I do think as like a modern body, a modern map of how we move that is quite different than the lens and philosophy of the yoga world is that I think it's really okay to be empowered in your body. I think 100%. it's really okay to be driven by that. And to not be on this constant search to be elsewhere. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I think that's really cool and important. And it can get lost in the sauce a bit of, like, the allure of the out-of-body stuff. Right? I like, I like starting here. And there's a lot of time for everything else. But I, I think this is a really great place to start. Totally. And again, when you, when you have a starting point, you know where you've gone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something I think I say at the beginning of many classes, but it's like mark your starting point. Because when you mark this point, no matter where you go, you know that you've went somewhere. So whether you went two steps, whether you went two miles, whether you went 10,000 miles uh, or any measurable or unmeasurable distance, like all of a sudden you have this beginning, right? And the beginning is an opening and an opening allows the opportunity for the potential of what can be um, or even what will be over time, right? And so... You know, you never know where this journey leads you. And that's part of the reason that we're having a different topic every single month, because it's going to open the door for where it may take you, right? Where you may want to go from there and then how you can add all of these elements into your practice, right? We're going narrow to go broad, to go back narrow, to go broad. And so we're just kind of playing this game of opening and closing different spaces to allow ourselves a real chance for a deeper experience within the practice and hopefully within our human, you know, being. I mean, any of you awakening yoga friends out there, you've heard yeah. that before. Freedom and structure. Mm -hmm. Freedom and structure. And we as humans need that. Too much freedom and we're like, oh God, tell me what to do. Exactly. Too much structure and we're like, I gotta get out of this box. And so <laughs> we need that ebb and flow of it and that is absolutely baked into this vision for us. That's a really, it's, it's literally parts ways that we guide our own lives, it's the way that we guide our classes, and it's the way that we want to lead this community through this big, vast, you know, uh, journey of inquiry along the way. Exactly. This month is exciting. I'm yeah. I can't wait for you all to start the classes, to jump in, to make this a part of your routine and your world, your little mini world within Commune Online. Yeah. So welcome back to the podcast. Welcome to Commune Online if you're fresh to it. Um, and uh, we will chat with you next week after you've done a few classes. Have an amazing rest of your day, y'all.